You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Uh, we have to take the rough with the smooth when we're reviewing movies, Sid Talk. We do. And today might be... Just like other things in marriage, I suppose. Today might be the rough. <laughs> so, uh, welcome to After the Show. This is uh, a day early, Saturday, October the 9th, 2009. Saturday, October the 10th. Sa- Today's Why? the 10th. Why does it say... All right. Saturday, October... Let- Rewind. Yeah, it's the 10th. It's Saturday, October the 10th, 2009. This is after the show number 91. The- this week's movie we're going to be looking at is Trick or Treat, or Trick or Treat, or Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat. Uh, and we're looking at the DVD edition not the blu-ray it is available on blu-ray though but we got the dvd for some reason even though i requested the blu-ray nice um this is a 2000 year of release 2009 movie it's a 2007 well there's a story about that yeah. we'll talk about in a bit it was made a couple two or three years ago and now it's out on dvd yeah i will look i'm gonna i want to talk about that okay. story um this is released on dvd and blu-ray tuesday the 6th of september no I got all my dates wrong. Tuesday the 6th of October, which was this week. Are you drunk? Um, Yeah, I'm drunk. I was drunk when I was writing that. Awesome. Um, And it's from our friends at Warner Brothers. And you're going to tell us what it's about. Do I have to? But don't go into... Just just tell us what it's about. No opinions yet. Oh, right. I I think I blew that one already. (laughs) It is... um, Oh, what is it about? It's a crisscrossing of a few... Horrific stories in one town on Halloween night. Correct. <laughs> okay. You know? What yeah. the... Yeah, without going into... Yeah. That's what it is. It's a horror movie. And I'm using inverted bracket right. quotes here. Horror movie. Finger quotes. Genre movie, whatever you want to call it. Um, kind of in the style of... To me, from the opening frame, I... It brought back memories of straight-to-video stuff that I watched when in the VHS era in 1980s. Like Leprechaun 7? Yeah, like stuff that. like that, you know. Quite kind of low-rent, um, kind of lowest common denominator. I said that to you yeah. earlier. Um, anyway, it's Trick or Treat. Um, my opinion of this movie, and I am a fan of horror movies because we reviewed Drag Me to Hell last week, which I absolutely enjoyed yep totally it's in a whole another league to this movie which I absolutely did not enjoy and there are a lot of low common denominator horror movies that I do love yeah let me just get the backstory of this trick or treat movie uh, I just want to explain this okay um, this movie was made in 2007 um, Brian Singer was involved as a producer now the guy who wrote and directed this movie is Brian Singer's henchman kind of deal he writes Brian Singer movies he does a lot of the writing uh, he's not he's not he's directed one other movie but he's mainly a writer for Brian Singer he was involved in Superman and stuff like that anyway this movie was made in 2007 for a theatrical release it's never been theatrically released um, and this week it ends up on DVD which is two years later now there's lots of I've read all about it this week there's lots of Stories nobody seems to know. Some people think it was because Superman Returns didn't do very well, and any movie with a Brian Singer name, they kind of shelved it until that blew over. That's a theory. Theory. Some, you know, there's all kinds of different. My opinion is the movie's not very good, so they didn't know what to do with it. I mean, it happens. Would that sell in theaters? I don't think so. I think it would be one of those movies where the weekend audience go. Um, I'm going to disagree with you. Yeah, yeah, probably. But in my what I think is like it's one of those movies where you know people go for the weekend at the start of the weekend on a Thursday when they come out, and then word of mouth gets around, and then next week it's not doing any box office. Um, I wouldn't disagree that the next weekend it might not bounce back. But if you release this movie when it came out on Halloween night or on mm. Halloween, there's a lot of people who go for that this kind of. I don't even know how to describe it. It's not poorly made. It's not... No. It's just... Well, look... Well, that's... Let me just say, that's the story of 
That's why you know you might be sitting there going, "Wait a minute! I never heard of I've trick, not heard of trick or treat, and yeah. I've never seen it in my local theater." That's and I why. saw some interesting uh, marketing on this movie because a couple of months ago, if you remember, we um, reviewed another—I think it was Friday the Thirteenth remake, which was actually fairly good, funnily enough. Do you remember? Yes. On Blu-ray, and that had like a big sticker on the front saying, "Buy this TV, buy this Blu-ray to see the first scenes of Trick or Treat." And I said to you on the front, "I don't even know what this is." Like, yeah. And we was like, "Huh? Is that are we supposed to be excited about that?" So yeah, they were trying to push it a couple of months ago, and here it is. I mean, it's not even Halloween yet, is it? I mean, it's close. Close, yeah. But um, maybe it, maybe it would. Well, anyway. The other mystery to me about this movie, I just want to get this out of the way, <laughs> is I usually go and look around after, we, after I've seen the movie, of course, because I don't want it spoiling. I go and look around and see what the general consensus of a movie is because I'm always interested after I've seen something that I feel particularly bad. <laughs> if other people thought it was bad also. Now, I go to Rotten Tomatoes generally uh, and they have a meter of like, they gauge all the reviews from around the web. And then they have, like, a 1 to 100 percentage saying, like, you know, 50% said it was good, 50% said it was bad. Now, 100% of reviews said this was good, which is mind-blowing to me because even stuff like The Godfather doesn't have a 100% rating on there. Um, so it's, it's absolutely... And I was reading some of the quotes. You're boggled. Yeah, I am, um, There was some quote. Let me just read a couple of quotes. One was like, if you can think of a better American horror anthology than this one, I owe you some Halloween candy. One was, Trick or Treat is well worth the wait and is destined to join Carpenter's Halloween as required viewing every Halloween season. Now, on that first one. Okay, a better horror anthology. Now, we have Creepshow, Twilight Zone movies. Now, not necessarily horror, are Mm. they? They're like creepy stories. So, in fact, is this the only horror anthology? That's about Halloween. <laughs> so maybe that, that <laughs> comment does bring us going. And not another... I mean, there were a couple of quotes off the website. The quote on the front of the DVD box... I know these are often the best yeah. quote they can possibly find. <laughs> but listen to this quote. The best Halloween film of the last 30 years. I don't think... Maybe there was no other Halloween films in, 30, in the last 30 years. <laughs> maybe. You mean actual about Halloween? Actual Halloween films. Because this, if you like the holiday of Halloween... Not true. Hocus Pocus was a million times better than this. It's a comedy Disney movie, I understand. But it's a Halloween movie. And if you like the holiday... In fact, I'm going to make Hocus Pocus one of my recommendations. See, this movie could possibly be the best movie for somebody who absolutely adores the holiday of Halloween. Yeah. I mean, they might... It's really hard to describe. Okay, here's my experience of watching the movie. It starts... And I'm like, oh, that, okay, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, let, I'll start off with that. What's actually happened? A woman and a, a, a couple's coming home from what looks like a festival or a party, and they're dressed up. She's dressed up in like a funny robot costume. I think she's Bender from Fruit Jam. Oh, Futurama. maybe, yeah, yeah. Mm. I didn't even think of that. And he's dressed up like a executioner kind of mm. thing, and their yard's totally done up with like ghosts and lights and everything. But she's pissed off. She's like, oh yeah, this is great. Halloween's great, you know. And it seemed like, and I know you can't judge something by the first few seconds, obviously, because I'm thinking, okay, we're going to have a little bit of tongue-in-cheek, and um, they weren't hamming it up too much. They were just fine. She blows out the candle in the jack-o'-lantern, and he says, don't do that. It's bad luck or whatever. And she's like, whatever. And she goes to clean up the yard, and she's a little bit irritated. And I'm like, okay, this looks interesting. As the opening credits started, it said four different stories. I was like, oh, God, I really don't like those where it's, where it's part of the structure of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Now, we'll say it isn't like one story no. and then it cuts to another story, another story. It's all interwoven. It's like Magnolia. It's it, the Magnolia of horror movies. Are you going to compare them? No. Oh my God. <laughs> Do you need some medicine? Because <laughs> Magnolia is like your favorite movie of all time under Star Wars. So. Mm. I'm just saying. Yeah, the story is crisscrossed in this one town. And then as it goes, I just started losing. Almost immediately with what happens then within the first five minutes, I was like, oh, okay. So we're going for... Nothing. Cheap thrills? Cheap... 
I don't even know how to describe it. And then I was like, every every couple of minutes, every couple of like beats of the movie, as they call it, I was giving a little bit of hope. Oh, this could be interesting. This lo- and it looks really good. I'm not going to deny that. It looks. I mean, we saw the DVD, but I'm saying in terms of like sets oh, yeah, and a- costumes and all that. I mean, it looks good. It's not like mm. super uh, cheap looking. Yeah. But- mm. <laughs> the entire movie, I had. The words soundstage in my head. Oh all, my god, all, all yes. The time. Like, yes, they're outside in like front of their stage. house, right? Outside in front of their house, having a discussion. And it sounds like they're standing in a, 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 a grain silo. Yeah, if anyone's not... ever been in a silo and you talk, it's like can, like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. It sounded so tinny. Everything weird. seemed real fake. Like um, Yeah, even when they were actually outside. In the woods and stuff. Yes. Yeah. They didn't seem like the woods. You were, I'm so glad you said that because I almost forgot that it was like weird. Mm. And the sound effects were too... But then you put that all together. There's not bad acting, really, necessarily. It's pretty standard, I think, mm. for, you know... I mean, like, they've got some good people in there. We'll mention the cast later. Mm. But they don't save the day either for nope. me. Like, um, I mean, I was like, oh, I'm looking forward to seeing this guy. But then, like, that was no no big deal either. <laughs> I think maybe age and... Um, I don't know. Is it? It's not skepticism, because last week I loved Drag Me to Hell. I liked the remake of Friday the 13th. I didn't love it more than the first one at all, but no. I liked it. But I went there with it. I was there. I was like, okay, you know, get in this creepy, gore, gross-ness. Now, there's also the thing where I liked Hostel, but I didn't like Touristas. Um, Touristas was almost like, just like a, uh, let's just... Hostel but there was nothing well. to Let's it. Make something yeah, like it. but I mean, they were trying, and the sets, yeah. and the places, and the people were fine. It's just there's just all of a sudden my eye rolling um, instinct comes in, and it's like, oh, come on, people, why it, this? Uh, I can't even right. describe if it. If I don't, if I miss the point on this movie completely, I don't. I, I just want to, you know, if yeah. if we've missed the point by saying we don't like it, I don't think we have because I think the point is this is a movie. Like, if you're a horror fan, go back to the days of the 80s when there was horror films like this one. Jazz it up a bit, make it a bit more sexy and modern. That's the point of it. Yeah. But I don't think that point is valid. In, I mean, unless you're hanging on to the 80s crappy horror films. Like, I mean, horror films are particularly good. by those moments of when, they, when someone's slowly, and I don't mean just like slowly reaching, I mean slowly reaching for a sheet as you're waiting. And then a... Not even... Nice. And nothing. Yeah, like a sound and then nothing. And I understand it because I'm a... I love being... I would love to have been scared again at some point. I mean, I jumped last week at something on... You know, just like... that was, but all, it was that was painfully, old school. Dragging me to hell. It was like student horror movie with a big budget. Yeah. That's the way I felt. Or a big-ish budget. Because I think it... Well, they'd have some money to pay some of those people. Yeah, but I mean... Then again, when you think about it, if it was made in the tail end of 2006 and 2007, some of those people... Hmm. Who knows, you know, what the position... And think of this, right? Brian Cox. I think yeah. he's I think he's a friend of Brian Singer. Yeah. <laughs> He's an X-Men. Correct. Um, You know, people like that popping up. Um, But yeah, I don't don't think we missed the point. Because I think the point was that. Well, I just said it was the... If I would have fun with it. Even if it was one of those where I'm going, okay, whatever. I'll just run with it and have a good time. But it was like every step of the way was just trite. I was trying to think. There's actually several stories in there. I know it's four, but I think... There might be also Feels some like it, small, yeah. little couple of smaller ones as well. So maybe there's six. I was trying to think when it was over. Was there any of those that I kind of liked? Because I, they were all very predictable. There's one. I'm not going to spoil it, uh, but there's one. <laughs> you shrug your shoulders like why? No, I won't spoil it. But there's one with the four sexy girls mm-hmm. um, organizing a party in the woods kind of deal. I kind of saw that coming. To me, I saw that coming from about five minutes in. Yeah. Um, what was going to happen? Um, there's the guy from Happiness who I really like a lot, but he was pointless in this movie also. 
his story I think was my favourite one because it was kind of so grisly but still I didn't like it that much yeah because there's no if it's if the point is only for pure effect that when someone is you know if you just take an example something really horrific and you know they're like doing it over and over and the knife in the thing or the blood dripping here or kicking someone in the teeth in a bag or something like that and you're just like oh 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 yeah yeah whatever if that's the point of those moments of you're supposed to react to every single little titillating thing then it's lost on me because it's completely yeah none of that and and going back to last week drag me to hell which is also kind of an old school in a modern di- yeah, in a different way. tackle of an old school thing that had interesting stuff all the time and it's hard to like it's similar yeah it's like it's completely different on a quality level oh completely level. different to me on a quality level though is what I'm saying I mean it might be the, the same audience might like both of these movies because it's a horror movie at the end of the day I disagree because Drag Me to Hell feel- doesn't have enough of the cheap thrills I also feel trick or treat what the what, cover's um, awesome. We'll oh, talk it's R rated when, to me. Um, I think the uh, in the. <clears throat> yeah, but R rated <laughs> and uh, oh, Dragnet to Hell was PG thirteen. We did get right? to see a couple of naked titties. Yeah, you did. That's yeah, what, yeah. that's R. That was that was why. Um, but yeah, again, so. that's the titillating titillating thing is. Yeah. I wish I could have. Maybe I don't know. I don't. See, to me, like, uh, I know it was made for a theatrical release, but also I had the feeling of um, about five to... You know, after the credits had rolled at the beginning, I get the feeling of straight-to-video movie also then. Like, it just started, like... It was... It's so predictable, the entire thing. Even the... The thread oh, the that story, runs through uh, the, it. The, the, even the stories tying together is predictable. Um, I want to also mention that Brian Cox's story is completely pointless. It, and, and I know that the character that they created there, the little dude, Sam, was basically what the whole movie revolved around. Uh, for, according to this guy, we, we got a little bit of an insight into it. I mean, he created. And I don't get it. This guy and me. Yeah, it was to me that it the Brian Cox story. It was absolutely pointless. I, I, well, you know who he was. Yeah, I do know. Yeah. In relation to another part of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But well, that's not pointless. Not pointless, but like... But being tormented by the this actual character. Scene, the actual scenes of him being... And then yeah, why was uh, the yeah. why was the robot lady involved? No. What'd she do to anybody? I don't know. You know what I mean? I know that I over... I want explanations for things a lot of times. I don't need an explanation for Drag Me to Hell. I like that it's... A, a mysterious curse put on somebody by a gypsy and lady. And it's kind of silly and, and fun. It's, yeah, and at the same time, it's grounded in, like, a familiar day-to-day life of somebody, you know? So I don't need a 100% explanation. But for this, there's nothing. I don't understand why is this town... Well, they anything? say at the beginning that this town is one... The news lady says it's the... Well, true. The biggest true. town, the town in America that they celebrate it the biggest way. Yeah. Like they have a, they and then have a, there's the one story, and then there's, I just... Uh, yeah. There's not anything Just to explain, yeah. It it, it's kind of explained at the beginning through a news lady who's reporting at the big, there's a big kind of Festival. Mardi Gras yeah, for yeah. Halloween. And she's reporting from it saying, this town in America, they really do celebrate Halloween. It's not just a small thing. It's huge for them. They have a big thing. But it's a small town, around. which is really funny. Yeah, it is a small town. And then we go from there with these stor- crisscrossy stories that aren't told in blocks. Like you say, they're told... You well, know, there's see- a... You'll see something going on, and then at the bottom of the screen it says, Earlier. And yeah. then you go back and that's to the really bad too. And like, then it says later, and you're like, later than what? And then you see the characters from another part of the story crisscrossing, and you're like, did yeah. that... Did that thing already happen? Okay, that happened already, and yeah, then I- it goes earlier again, and then it'll go later again. See, I don't mind about stupid. that. No. It's just like, there's no... I didn't understand that point either. Why? It was just a way to... Instead of telling... It was a way to what? link them together instead of telling four separate tales with black blanks mm-hmm. in between them, wasn't it? That was just... That was it, yeah. really. And to keep you... I guess if you tell it this way, you know, like a Pulp Fiction or whatever, like an interthreaded thing... You, You're comparing this to some pretty big movies. You um, <laughs> keep more tension in there than separating them out 
I guess. True. You're supposed to, anyway. Now, there was one scene in the movie uh, which kind of flashed back with a school bus and some children, which I thought was going to be like... Admi- and I thought, oh, well, film's going to get good now, because this is... To me, Seems. I'm interested in this. This is an interesting tale that somebody's telling. And then that was totally flat, too. Like, yep. it was... It was... Uh, oh, I don't know. It's really hard, um, because... I like horror movies, but this one completely missed the mark. And I absolutely have no idea what people are talking about online. With the 100%, this movie is the best thing. Standing ovations. I don't know if I saw the same movie. And I see a lot of movies, and I'm exactly. not... I'm not... Um, I like the dumbest shit ever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, I do. I mean, I'm not a snob. I was I'm... drinking tea, right, when you said that about choked on my tea. Yeah, I, I'm saying I'm not a movie snob. And that's you... the problem. It's not even dumb. No. It's not dumb. It's got loads of potential. This little it, creepy it character guy threading through without any reason whatsoever. Um, and it looks creepy, and it seems creepy. A child with the weird sack head that's swollen or bigger, like a pumpkin head covered with a thing or a scarecrow or something. That's potentially creepy, right? And it's a child, you know. So that's, you know. I think, is it possibly, you know, the one that I was talking, the one at the beginning that I was talking about, the uh, guy from Happiness, his story. Now, that's got potential to be, like, super creepy also, but it was done in a hammed up way. Yes, to- yes, that's exactly right. I think that removes the tension, like, it's because hammy. it was so and silly. And then like- take that story and pluck it out. And it doesn't need to be there either. It has nothing to do with anything. No, just to get the reaction out of the audience when the reveal, the yeah, is, you know. But that, I mean, that doesn't. I like, mean, it's just to get to a gruesome. And then moment. he ends up, you know. But still, if you're trying to thread it together with this sort of like creepy town um, myth or story, and then this one little character, and then each, and it's all crisscrossing stories. Where when you think about it. The hot chicks don't have anything to do with anything either. Maybe we are just missing it. Maybe <laughs> we should be, like, wasted or something. <laughs> no, I, th- I think the point is you don't analyze it at all. It's for the right audience. It's a, you know, silly 120... Uh, uh, silly one hour, 20 minutes horror movie that, you know, gets a reaction from the audience kind of thing. It feeds a certain But, but to me, um, a horror movie or a creepy movie or whatever you call this kind of movie, the point is to have me on the edge of my seat at some point or make me scared at some point or gross me out. And care about the person that may or may not end up with some gruesome yeah, something. shit. I didn't care about anybody. Well, not just not caring. I didn't... They were unlikable. Every single I didn't, person. I didn't get a jump scare in any way. I... Wasn't even there was um, there was a couple of gross parts, but not gross enough. So I've seen worse. So so this was nothing. It actually felt like watching four episodes of uh, the Twilight Zone or something off TV. Like, More like uh, the Dark Side. Yeah, the eighties. Or, or Freddy's Nightmares. The, that yeah. that thing. Yeah. That, that's oh, it totally it. does fall back to that. You're right. And if that is something that you. I mean, I like watching Tales from the Dark Side from yeah. the 80s. It's totally, All Tales from the Crypt. It's totally horrible. I mean, it's not horrible. It's like, it's so but 80s. The, but and... it feels like four of them strung together. Yeah. Or for Freddy's Nightmares. I mean, without, without any attention to... Um, I mean... Mo- not modernizing it necessarily, but, you know, as we age, our sensibilities change. And I'm not saying this movie's for us, but that's probably why I don't completely... If this movie was on... Uh, you know, A&E and different channels, uh, T- TCM or whatever, they do like Halloween month, right? If this movie comes on, it's going to be one of those that I go, oh God, I'll turn to another channel. Because I'll watch those for hours and hours and hours. or have them on, right? If Leprechaun comes on, I turn the channel. If this were to come on, I'd turn the channel. Yeah. Actually feels also, you know, like, let's say it feels like four of them strung together. Also feels like a movie that would be on sci-fi channel, like a TV movie. Kind of like... One of not a TV, not exactly a TV movie, but one of those movies they throw in there to in a marathon, or I, I imagine you'll see it on there. <laughs> like a really bad one I caught one week. I have no idea what it was to this day, and I was transfixed because it was so bad. There's plenty remember. of bad ones on there. Something about tigers eating. Pe- I don't even remember what it was. And this is <clears throat> not necessarily. It's bad in like you say. It's bad, uh, well, like I say, it's bad in. 
it's not that interesting but it is actually pretty well made so that's it's yeah. a weird kind of weird like because generally like if it's a bad movie it's also bad production values bad actors bad everything but this isn't it's a bit of both okay. oh, and I'm really clutching at straws to get like a good <laughs> and the good thing is like some of the actors and you know I don't know I'm just absolutely um, You're amazed. You're most by the people's reaction. Yeah, well, I've ne- 100% liked... I mean, ge- generally <laughs> liked... Every- and then I don't like it. That's actually kind of rare, you know? Correct. So, and I... And I if I was reading um, reviews online for some movies to see this week and this one was out and I saw that, I'd go and buy it. Oh, rent it. Not if you listen to this podcast. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you. Go- On the other hand, if people say something's really, wor- you know, worth saying, it isn't great. It could make somebody go, eh, I'll give it a try. See what see what they're talking about. So either way. So then, so then that's, um, it could be one of those cult movies, like um, that, you know. Yeah. What do you call it? Like, uh, makes people go one way or the other. Oh. Some people think it's so amazing because it's so bad. <laughs> right. There are movies like that, aren't there, that people watch? Yeah, but this was an, this isn't like Evil Dead, where it's really shitty made and, like, you know, so like, Evil Dead, crap. even Evil Dead... Even, another thing I wanted to mention, and it's something that came up when I was watching it, was... There's some... Let me just say, there's a werewolf effect that was done so much better... In American Wealth in London, which is 30 years old, almost. Right. I mean, I, I, I saw it and I was like, this is, you know, 2007 <laughs> right. when this was made. And they can't do a werewolf. You know, a guy 30 years ago did a better werewolf. What the hell? And it wasn't 100% great. I'm not a fan of the werewolf from America, but it was definitely I'm a fan better. of that, considering the age. I'm a, yeah, yeah. I'm a, but the, this was like, really? The only thing about that... That I did like was the, like... I like that. That was kind of gross. Kind of. <laughs> See, I had very glimmers of, like, oh, oh, oh. And then it would pass very quickly. Mm. So let's uh, move on to the cast of this movie, which is surprising because there are some interesting people who you might not think would turn up in it. One I mentioned earlier was Brian Cox as Mr. Krieg. Now, everybody knows Brian Cox. He's, uh, you know, in a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that I would recommend from him is that... Uh, L.A. Yeah, L.A., which is a lot more creepy than Trick or Treat. He's extremely creepy, but he is the bad guy from Wolverine. Well, okay, so Brian Cox is in this movie. He might. It doesn't really matter that it was him or somebody else. I mean, I feel like it was. he was doing a favor to somebody. He was just in there. It probably took him two days to do it's that. It's a good makeup, though. The nose and stuff yeah, is pretty he, good. Yeah. And the... the uh, <sighs> yeah, but I mean, I can do that. What I'm saying is, it but I mean, been... it was creepy. What he did was qu- what he offered was quality, but it just didn't mean anything. No, and if you're a Brian Cox fan, you're not really missing anything. No. Um, and then the other the other person in there is Dylan Baker, who is from Happiness. Um, it's from a lot of things, but Happiness is one that sticks in my mind. Um, and you know, he's also a quality actor who is completely out of place here. Like it's. Why is he? (laughs) I think it was like the briefing was, look, let's just have fun with this, guys. Let's just do this. This is, you know, creep Oh, it was like, it's a massive paycheck. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, the way they did the roles, even. Because he was was particularly like, I don't even, you have to see it. Well, it's not a serious film, let's just say that. It's actually a hammed up, campy, almost made... May, almost like, yeah, let's try and make it like a bad movie. Like, if that was the gist of it. There's no commentary or anything on this DVD, so I couldn't even <laughs> delve into the filmmakers' minds and think, like, oh, okay, that's what exactly what they were going for. There's no no behind. You the... want an explanation for why you didn't like it and everyone else does, don't yeah. you? <laughs> and then we've got, like, Anna Paquin as Laurie. And now this would have been before she made True Blood. Yeah. Um, or right at the beginning. Yeah. Uh She's the same. She's sucky. She's sucky. She's the same. I'm not not a fan of her style of acting. I must say it's not quality to me. No. I like her in True Blood um, just because. Because we've gotten used to her? Yeah, used to her. (laughs) 
It's not because she's like great. And she's appropriate for that part and that girl, but it's really not. Actually, the thing I said to you about True Blood is True Blood is a cool series on HBO if you don't know what it is. Um, Anna Paquin is the star. But in my opinion, all the revolving characters around Anna Paquin are the most interesting, whereas her story I'm not interested in hardly at all. Like, right. I couldn't care less when she comes on. I'm more interested in a brother and a friend and uh, the bar guy. Right. You know, uh, so it's kind of weird because, like, I don't really care about her. I mean, yeah, she is focal, but... And, then and it's the same in this. There's nothing to... <laughs> okay. She does a lot of looking extremely Pouty made up, like, well, you know, like a sexy uh, Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah, she she's kind of... Sexy and a, I don't know. But she's not any different than anybody else, so we shouldn't say that, you know, she doesn't no. stand out as like, oh my god. And then it's... another person I put was Leslie Bibb as Emma, and I don't actually remember who that was. But... I don't either. So Leslie Bibb is in it if you know who she is. <laughs> um, was she the I'm not robot girl? A black screen here. Was she the robot girl, maybe? Possibly. Yeah, in fact, yeah, probably. Well, she was alright. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. The first five minutes, she was the best. And then there's a bunch of unknown people. As far as I'm concerned, people you don't really know, lots of people get killed. And lots of people in masks, so yeah. you don't even get to Because it know is what. based on that. Now, this is directed by Michael Doherty, who did the screenplay for X-Men 2 and Superman Returns, and also directed another movie, which I don't even know. It, it was a long time ago. Uh, but he's he's associated with uh, Brian Singer. Right. Um, the direction, to me, was... Nothing, it was not. We had a few camera angles here evidence, and there, really. but not anything different than we haven't been watching for the last 40 years of our lives. Just feels like a straight up, like, this is how. Yeah. This is a movie being made. Yeah. <laughs> no. And now I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's nothing. We're really. <laughs> we're, totally, we're totally pissing off somebody right now. Somebody yeah. who loves this movie and they're seeking out any review and they're just like, what is wrong? with these two fuckers. I mean, there must be somebody <laughs> apart from me and you that don't like this. Maybe they don't admit it because it's like one of those... <laughs> okay, so let's move on to DVD extras, which also doesn't fare very well. Um, oh my god. So we got the DVD version. I think the cover's actually pretty good. The cover's awesome. Yeah, it's got the... Two different call, covers. What you call this guy? Same. It's got Sam on the front. It's got, also got some of the... He's like a little... He's got little orange pajamas and he's got yeah. a sack. He's kind of raised on the cover and it's kind of cool looking. And then... Uh, as often with DVDs, when you pull the slip cover off, it's usually the same cover mm-hmm. underneath. Well, they went they went the extra mile here and put and, a really cool uh, pumpkin head. And now we know of. what that is. Yeah, and it makes sense now. The, yeah, the, this actually makes sense. This, so it's um, the cover way oversells the movie. Yeah, the cover. If I can actually, sound like a Hollywood schmuck, that's exactly what the cover looks good, just like that. Yeah, the cover is actually awesome. To be honest, it, yeah. like, it would strike me in the in the store because right? I would be like, "Ooh, that looks creepy." It's all silver foil, and and the back shows like some really interesting stuff, which looks. Yep. I mean, if I saw that, I'd be like, "Ooh, that looks false pretty, advertising, pretty crazy." Yeah. <laughs> and look, and you know, this even looks kind of interesting. Like, oh, yeah. maybe it's a grim fairy tales kind of thing, or you know, but no, it's not that. <laughs> And on the back here it says the we're best, like old funny daddies. The best horror anthology in years. Or we're biased because if we like Sam Raimi and we like Drag Me to Hell and most people say like, what are you talking about? That's a piece of shit. And we're sitting here saying this movie's crappy. Yeah. And everybody else is like, you guys are completely un... There's no credibility to what you say at all. But this is what I knew when I knew... That you weren't, didn't. I was thinking the whole way through. I bet he's kind of enjoying this, or I don't know oh, for no. sure. And it was over, and this is what you normally do. You normally go, oh, pretty good, yeah. because you like uh, Larry David. And today it was kind of like, oh, like nothing. Yeah. No, no comment. And then you flip back to the menu, and, and I can swear to God, when we saw the extras menu, and there were just this the one thing really, I was like, thank God yeah. for that. I don't want to spend. Anymore, I don't care. Now, if they had showed me, like you said, if we got some behind the scenes and they'd explained a little bit about whatever, sometimes that does help me with the movie, but I got none of that, so. No. Anyway, uh, talking about the special feature, and it actually says special feature on the back. (laughs) The special feature is Trick or Treat Season's Greetings, which uh, is an animated short, and it is short, with optional commentary by the director, Michael Doherty. Now, it... Is it, I like the short better than the movie. Yeah, the little short. It's kind of cool, cool and everything, yeah. but I'm but not sure really sh- why it got 
Why is it such a cult thing? I don't get it. I mean, it. he hand-drew it. It took nine months or whatever. It, it, it's pretty cool in that respect. And it was shown on Adult Swim and stuff, he said. But Yeah, but why is it so appealing to people? I don't get it. It's a cute little short, but I mean, why did it become... Kind of Tim Burton-ish or something like that, maybe? Like a dark kind of thing that some people might get into. I don't know, but yeah, I, I don't... It's I like don't see, four minutes. It's like two minutes I long. don't see how that... I'm, yes, I do see how that spawned a full movie. And when he said this... This is the this is the the thing that started it all, and I'm thinking started what started, yeah, exactly. You mean it led you to this movie? Oh, I hate to be so bitchy, but well, let oh me my say God. we watched the DVD edition of this, and I've been spoiled by Blu-ray because I've not seen a DVD for a while, <clears throat> and DVDs don't look as good as Blu-ray. It, there's a fact to be had there; they really don't. They're um. Did you care for this movie? No, but uh, what I'm saying is we've watched. <laughs> We've reviewed basically Blu-rays for the last 50 movies we've watched, and this is the first DVD we've seen in a while. There's a distinct difference between Blu-ray and DVD that is more evident to me now after seeing them. And interestingly enough, this DVD comes with a a full screen and a widescreen on the same disc, so it's a bit more compressed than it should be. doesn't necessarily look that great to be honest maybe that's why the sound sounded weird yeah and it you know it no i don't think so because it's dolby 5.1 but the you know it's not a great transfer or anything i mean nothing's everything's fairly mediocre about the whole thing like the extras obviously there's nothing there's no director's commentary throughout you know i mean that's simple enough to do right they didn't do that the menu's pretty bland. I mean, DVD menus are bland now after we used to Blu-ray, aren't they? It's just a picture, and that's it. Um, but overall, it's uh, not recommended by me I feel at like all. I'm, I'm ready to stop talking about it. Well, <laughs> it's not recommended by me. Uh, no. I, if you like... I mean, yes, a lot of people like it. There are going to be loads of people who like it and don't say, you know, well, we think it's not great, so don't watch it. I'm saying, I would say, oh, I do know a lot of people who would, you know, I know people who love Catwoman, so. There are plenty of, um, (laughs) there are plenty of I'm thinking that, you know. There's a lot better Halloween movies, don't. Oh, don't God, don't yeah. listen to like people that are saying Hocus this. Pocus, for one. It's well, when Disney... people are saying this is the best Halloween movie in years, um, you know, Rob Zombie just remade Halloween and Halloween 2, right? I mean, I've not seen those, but I can tell you now without seeing those that those are going to be better than this. Well, that's not a fair story. Well, yeah, because yeah, you know, I lo- like Rob Zombie. That kind of makes you sound incredible then. I mean, not credible, because if you haven't even seen a movie, you shouldn't say that. But I would say... Minus the Halloween All right, part. Then, uh, Rob John Zombie Carpenter's movies. John Halloween. Yeah, but Rob Zombie movies even. Devil's Rejects and uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. They're not Halloween based. But if you want gore, the kind of gore that crawls and this inside isn't you about gore. and makes you recoil. Well, I think that's part of it. There's blood and there's weirdness. And uh, I think they try to take the holiday of Halloween and try and make scary stuff out of a it. A new myth. A new set of characters yeah. to be scared of, kind of. I thing. don't think it. You know, were they trying to like go for a franchise and like a trick or treat two and a you know each year? Maybe because that with... little Sam could go from town to town and and do what he didn't and do walk anything. Walk around doing stuff. <laughs> walk around scared. Well, not even scaring people. Like, oh look, there's a kid in a costume. <laughs> I don't know. So, um, trick or treat. It's available now on DVD. Um, Go and read online reviews and you'll see ov- overall positive stuff. But unfortunately, I can't be as positive as those people. No. Um, so thank you to Warner Brothers for the DVD. Um, contest this week, there's a few of them on the site. Uh, next week's review will be... It was supposed to be this week's, but it will definitely be... Land of the Lost, which is the new Will Ferrell remake of the TV show movie Land of the Lost. That'll be on Blu-ray. I don't have high hopes, but I'll see how it goes. I'm a fan of the original show, yeah. so... So, uh, movie recommendations for this week. I went with a couple here which are applicable to this movie. First one is Happiness, which is an awesome movie. Um, it's not applicable to this movie. It's applicable to one person in the movie. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not going to answer that part yet. Uh, it's, star- it's Dylan Baker's one of the stars of it. Um, it's, it's a crisscross It's actually too. a crisscross of stories and also creepier than this movie. By far. Yeah. Because it's completely believable. Yeah. It's and like a... It's by the guy who 
did uh, Welcome to the Dollhouse. The uh, is 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 right. odd look at suburban life. Let's say that. And, and What's not hiding saying, and lurking not behind? Anything else about yeah. It. Um, and then my other one was uh, Twilight Zone the movie because I was trying to think of anthology films that I enjoyed. And when I was a kid, you know, a teenager, VHS era, I like to call it. I saw Twilight Zone the movie. It actually scared me then. And you know, it was scary. There was a lot of jump scares. I loved the uh, bit at the beginning where he says, "Do you want to see something really scary in the car?" That freaked me out then. <laughs> and I'm trying. I'm thinking like, if you're a 13 year old now, would Trick or Treat have the same effect of as that? Because they are trying to go for that. Yeah. Maybe it would. I'm not 13 anymore. I don't know how. Yeah. A 13. You know, we have we have a thir- yeah. <laughs> funnily that we're talking about a 13 year old because we have a birthday uh, nephew today, today. Th- who's 13. But um, what I'm saying is, if you are 13, not seen, you know, you're not jaded by seeing everything. Maybe it would frighten you this or creep you out in some way. But anyway, Twilight Zone the movie is my uh, anthology horror movie to recommend. What are yours? Mine are. Well, I'm going to add Hocus Pocus to my list because it's just a Disney fun movie, but it's also creepy enough. These witches who want to suck the life out of children. I mean, I think that's creepy, but yeah, it's good. It's, it's, it's dark. In a, Disney Jessica are not Parker. often dark, are they? No, it's got a darkness. It's got like a campiness, of course. Totally camp. But I re- I watch it every year. I think it's one best fun kind of like... Um, I'll actually just sit down and watch it. If it starts on TV or whatever, I'll just sit down and watch it. And then I'm going to add also the original Halloween. And the reason I say that is because... I remember watching it originally, originally, when I was a kid, and it gave me, I still had the thing in me where as someone's reaching for a doorknob and they pull it and there's nothing there, but there's this sound and then someone's behind them and they and you piss your pants, you know? Yeah, I yeah. remember that. That yeah, movie exactly. did that for me. I remember. It probably wouldn't now, though. And the, the myth of, you know, Michael Myers and the the creepiness of a guy standing with leaves blowing around him and, and her... You know, all that stuff. It's really... <laughs> Looks like the phone's going to ring. Is the ringer off? The light came on. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just saying it rings. So, I think the original Halloween was one of my earliest experiences, along with Exorcist and stuff. But if it's a Halloween movie, you want... If you're not completely, you know... Uh, rung out on it. Like, if you haven't seen it 500 times, I think Halloween's a good one. Yeah, totally. And I get back there in that place in my mind. When I wa- sit down to watch it every year, I get there again. And it has just been... Cool. Rob Zombie remade Halloween, so if you're in the modern... Like, I don't watch old movies because there are people like... I don't watch those Yeah, old but it's ones. not going to be the same. I recommend the original. What I'm saying is, there also is a remake out there. But it won't be the same. So I say watch the original. Um, and my other one is, because things that creep me out now creep me out that crawl in my mind and make and because the real world and people are fucked up right and i'm not gonna say it's a brilliant movie but hostile creeped in my mind of this the idea that humans and humans are messed up there are people who do horrible i actually really like hostile and i think it is a good movie I don't think it's a high quality movie. I think, I think it's, it's good for well reactions and titillating and stuff. I just a, like the whole premise that, behind that movie. Right. I'm, I'm the second. It uh, doesn't make it good. Hostel Two also, I think, is a good premise because it tells the story from the opposite end, from the, from the, not entirely from the perspective of people who want to participate in this thing that is right. the first one. Right. You see it from a victims angle in and maybe that's one. just because my sensibilities have gotten so like my my level of reaction is either way too low or way too high now it must be way too high because it takes a lot to make me go oh god and like do the thing where you put your hands over your eyes and go like oh my god just the thought of something not that doesn't have to be visual just the reality that people do weird, crazy shit. Evil, nasty, horrible. Drag me things. to hell at some weird ooh moments. Yeah. In a, in a campy, weird way. But the, there were things where you were like, I don't think I've ever seen that before. That's weird. Right, but that's, very, that's a visual gross out. I'm talking yeah. about the people's motivations to do something horrific to, to another human. Right, something like For their seven, own pleasure. Which is completely fucked. And yes, you, yes. When you precisely. watch Seven, you, you're... It's more what you think of, like, why is... Exactly. That thing happened for that reason. I didn't see it properly, but, oh, God, that's horrible. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And you realize a person 
planned it, did it, yeah, thought about it, and that creeps me out. So those are mine. <laughs> Good combination. Hostel, Halloween, and Hocus Pocus. Yeah, you know, it is the month of Halloween, and we've, yeah. I think we've kind of covered Halloween. Maybe there'll be another horror movie before the end of the month. Land yeah, of the Lost let's... might be a horror movie. You never know. It won't be, but we should have all horror movies no, in October. No, I'm saying Land of the Lost might be a horror movie. You never know. As in, a terrible movie. Oh, you mean horrific? Yes. Or horrible. Horrible. So, um, that's uh, this week's scary scary review so <laughs> uh, games and a scully stuff talking about scary stuff I've been playing a couple of games this week first one is Saw the Speaking game of the devil what do you mean Saw is one of those creepy movies yeah um, so Saw the game is it takes place after the movie Saw 1 and before the movie Saw 2 and you play Danny Glover Danny Glover's character who's been captured by Jigsaw and you must navigate his it's a mental asylum that's been wired by Jigsaw and every room's a puzzle conveniently for a game and you must solve the puzzles Isn't to escape. Isn't that well executed? You have a look on your face like Ugh. It's executed exactly how I thought it would be. It's puzzles. The very it's, it's the very um, bare minimum of puzzles kind of thing like here's a door open the lock and then you press on it and then there's like a kind of a bejeweled puzzle where you match the shapes it's completely oh really abstract from what you know what I mean it's, yep. abs- it's like why am I doing this to open this door it's just a door with a lock on it what, where's this thing come from I get you and then there's like puzzles like oh there's a woman in a trap in a room Jigsaw comes on a television and he says you're going to have to help this lady get out of here otherwise she's going to die and you're not going to get out of the room and then you've got to do a series of sliding block puzzles to get her out of this. Oh, right. So it seems to me, like I mean, yes, that kind of is how the movie is, isn't it? There was puzzles like that for the people, but it just seems to... No, they have moral choices to make, remember. Yeah, well, there's a moral... One of them, taken straight from the movie almost. You're in a room, there's four corpses on the floor. Well, not on the floor, they're on um, operating benches. In the middle of the room. And, and Jigsaw comes over the tannoy and says... One of these people has inside them, the four dead bodies, the key to get out of this room. If you cut the wrong one open, the room's also expl- explosive. You, you're dead. So you have to ex- examine the room, examine the bodies, before you make your incision to get the key out, right? But they're so dead already. So they the, are... only, the only danger you face is killing yourself. Yeah, exactly. Whereas in Saw 2, was it? Or one. saw one where she had to decide to Two. cut into the dude who was alive yeah. to get it out. Now, well, this puzzle is four dead bodies, key in one of them. And the puzzle is, you're in, you're you're locked in a room, so the only thing you can look at is the stuff in the room. So you walk around, and they've all got toe tags on them with the names. This is I'm just trying to explain how basic sure, sure. these puzzles are. Toe tags with the names on each body. On the wall is a doctor's x-ray thing, you know, where they put the x-rays right. on and there's light behind. And there's four names, four x-rays, one of them has a key in the ribcage. Right. So the puzzle is just look at the names, look at the thing and cut the right one, right? It's not, not exactly rocket science. And then the whole big twist of the game, it's revealed to you immediately, is you're in this insane asylum. All the rooms are wired and rigged and there's puzzles for you to solve. But the big, big thing is, as Danny Glover character, the key to get out of the insane asylum is inside your body surgically. All the inmates of the asylum, who are still roaming around, have been told that the key's inside you. Right. So everybody's hostile. And it seemed fine. I, I literally only played maybe an hour and, and then stopped. Because it wasn't my thing, you know. Like, you know what I mean? You can. If that had come out right after the movie, it might, it might have been a different. Might have been, but yeah, I mean, because so... we really liked. I liked the first one. After that, no. I also think if you're a big Saw fan, and Saw Six is out in theaters very soon, and this is probably to coincide with Saw Six. If you're a big Saw fan, I think you'll really dig it. But I do feel it's very clunky, and the puzzles seem abstract to me. I mean, opening a door with a bejeweled puzzle, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's like, oh, look, a game of bejeweled. I, I'm, and then, like, the whole immersion of, like, I'm in this insane asylum. Yeah. I'm Go playing on. a game of bejeweled, like, with bright-coloured shapes. Like, it, no, it's weird. 
So that's Saw. If you're a fan, I think you'll like it. If not, I think you'd probably give it a miss. Um, the other one I've been playing, which I think, if you're a fan of Star Wars, you should probably give it a miss. And if you're not a fan of Star Wars, you should probably give it a miss. It's Star Wars Republic Heroes, and you saw me playing that this week. Yeah. I also heard it. It's a game-based... It's loose... You know, it's got the word Star Wars in it. But, come on, it's based on an animated movie that got made into an animated TV series on Cartoon Network. It's a spin-off from that TV show. It doesn't feature the same voice actors. Nope. It features poor gameplay and bad graphics, I think. It's it's, it's shooing. Like, it's like kids who love the Cartoon Network thing, there's a product for them to buy. That's all it is, in my opinion. The one good thing it has going for it is I thought I'd finished it, but I'd actually only finished Act 1. Why is that good if you don't like it? Well, if you're thinking of value for money and you do enjoy it. Right. I actually thought I'd finished it. I've been playing it so long. You you were... This was your expression. I finished the M-Boss. Oh, I'm done. Yeah. Like, thank God. And I finished <laughs> I finished the M-Boss, and then it then it's, then it's it went, like, to a cutscene, and I thought, okay, this is the end. Credits are going to roll. Achievement unlocked. And then it said, Achievement unlocked. You finished Act 1. And then I looked at the achievement list... And there's three acts. So there, it's actually... It could be like a 30-hour game because it's pretty long. So, you know, you're going to get a value... 10 f- hours? Yeah, literally. If, if it was the, the length of a, of a normal game. But you I didn't only like it. Well, I, said to, I kept saying to you, I kept going back just It's going to gonna get it. better. And it's going to get yeah, better. No, it doesn't. I can imagine kids would love it because they love the cartoon. The characters are in there. <clears throat> they all talk to each other. Yeah. But the gameplay consists of walking from left to right and shooting. It's it's old style. So that's um, Star Wars Republic Heroes. I've also gone back and I'm trying to finish Dirt 2. And I've got to recommend Dirt 2 as one of the best racing games of all time, I think. Wow. I mean, not only did it pay respects to Colin McRae in a uh, respectful way, like I said to you, because it has a, a, like a tribute to Colin McRae in there. The game is unbelievable. It almost feels... I've said to you this before. It feels like it's from the future. Like, <laughs> like no no other game has graphics quite as good as that. And, like, I, I look at it and think... It's like they pulled off miracles in... Like, why does nobody else make their game look this good? What did they do differently? The game looks amazing. The handling's really good. Apart from that, it's a straight-up racing game. And the Hey Paul is... Yeah, um, oh my God, that's funny. Hey Paul. At the hey beginning, Paul. it says to you, um, what's your name? And there's a whole list of names, men and women, and you know, you pick, and I pick Paul. And then throughout the game, all the people in the game say, hey Paul, and tell you stuff. But they literally say, they say it too much. It's like, I, it's <laughs> I, mean, I feel like, oh, stop saying that, you know. So you're like, you're racing, and you nudge somebody, you know, like you, you trade paint with somebody. They go, hey Paul, stop doing that. <laughs> and then you'll go around the next corner, and they'll go, hey Paul, you're, you're so far in the lead. And then you're at the back and they go, hey, Paul, why are you, why are you back? You know, it's like, oh. Ah, ah, ah. I told you, just pick a funny name next I'm going to change my name to Archibald. <laughs> yeah, dude. So it's like, hey, Archibald. Because I think that would be more interesting. <laughs> that would be so funny. I don't know what the list... There was a whole list of names and it was most common names, so... Or maybe I should just change it to your name. Yeah, that would be funny. And then when you're saying it, you'd be like, what the... <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, Dirt 2. I highly recommend it. It's probably one of the best... It's one of my favourite racing games of... Not just this year. And the first thing today you've liked. Yeah, not just this year. And then the next game, which I have just got but not played yet, is a, one of the biggest ones for this year, is Brutal Legend, which is Tim Schafer's new game. And it's... From what I've seen so far, and I've played the demo, so I've played the first 30 minutes. It is awesome. Um, it's Jack Black as this roadie. Um, it's interesting because the whole game... Tim Schafer said is based on you know heavy metal albums from the 70s you know like it always had like superb cover art Mm -hmm. you can can remember like Pink Floyd covers and Kiss with the Kiss covers and Motorhead and cover art from 70s and 80s metal he based the whole look of the game around the cover art just because it's awesome like it's skulls and daggers and snakes And then the story is there's a is this guy used to be a rock star the Jack Black character, but now in these day and this day and age he's a roadie for crappy rock bands like you right, know right. that he sees as not real metal, and 
the opening scene is him as a roadie for this kind of emo band. And they're playing their lame song and he's sat there like, you know, all jaded. And then the gates to metal hell open up and the whole stage eat the emo, it kind of eats the emo band and he is transported to heavy metal world, I guess. And the whole premise of the movie is you as this Jack Black character escaping this heavy metal universe. And it's, it's just, the art style is spectacular. Why would he want to escape if he's... You know, well, he's like he's <laughs> transported there, and it's full of bad guys. It's like oh, metal. Right. It's like um, druids, and you know all this metal-inspired stuff. Pe- and people exist in this world. Like Ozzy Osbourne is one of the bosses, and they've actually really got Ozzy to do the voice, and Lemmy from Motorhead, and it's a big, epic heavy metal adventure. Right. It's open world, kind of like GTA. You go around and pick up missions, and and it's also. Um, like a story, you know. It's like a GTA game, but you're in this crazy rock and roll world. Right. And Jack Black voices the entire thing with the character. So, and it, it's it's actually funny, you know. If you're a Jack Black fan or not, it's funny. And if you're into heavy metal, you're gonna love it because like the soundtrack is out of this world. It's like eighty, you know. If you're a metal fan, eighty songs that you know, like Ace of Spades by Motorhead and right. stuff that's. You know, and it, the soundtrack is huge because it's an EA game. So sing a few bars of that one, would you? No. <laughs> um, so that's brutal legend. It's out on Tuesday, and they're calling it Rocktober the Thirteenth. Nice. So it's out. Original, on, very nice. Yeah. So um, I'll that's talk. Friday. No, that's Tuesday. Right. I will talk about that game next week when I uh, have dug into it properly. Um, so what's your stuff this week? Nothing. This was for dinner. What's for dinner is spaghetti. Nothing. You're on a week off work and you've got nothing. Nothing. I don't want... This is... Okay, that's a good topic. Well, first of all, happy birthday to my nephew who's 13 years old today. Happy birthday. That's a big deal. We may not remember it and he may not admit it, but oh my God, you're tra- you transform into different I remember being 13. 13. Hair started appearing on places that I... <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Um, you mean on that day? Just like yeah, magically? Yeah, on that day. I was like, <laughs> Jesus. Um, I had already started shaving my legs at that point, I believe. Sixth, seventh grade. So, you know. I had no... I, I have boobies. I had interesting girls. <laughs> oh, yes, you did. You have talked about it. Um, but, of course, they've conveniently forgotten them. And I... Were you like a horn dog? Th- was it like sexual when you're thirteen, boy, year old boy, or is it just like you want attention from girls? I don't get it. I don't even really know because you don't even understand. I never sought out boys ever. I was well, I'm getting eyes though. When you're thirteen and you see like the chicks at school and they got starting to get tits and stuff, and you're like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" There's something inside you that goes, "Oh, that's good," but you don't understand it kind of because you're only thirteen. So I don't know. No, it's not like you're a horn dog or anything because you don't really get it. You're just like, oh. Something inside you says, oh, I'm interested so in that. So it's attention, kind of. Give them attention, get attention back. Yeah, I think so. Get Be liked and like somebody. Right. Because I never had it. But, um, yeah, I'm sure, you know, that's all I remember about 13, really. Yeah, I don't... It's, it's, also, it's also an unlucky number, so it's probably... A- in seventh grade was torture. I despise junior high with every fiber of my being. What? Do, do you go into senior high when you're 14? No. You go and you're yeah, 15. Hmm. Like, so. Happy birthday it's, to him. <laughs> We're painting a very pretty picture yeah. here. I'm yeah, the next year of your life's going to be great. <laughs> you're going to get hairs on you. It's you one of those times between 13 and 15, you kind of make some decisions about if you're going to be the shithead, jerky kid who doesn't give a crap about anything, or if you're going to be motivated and try to hold your shit together, right? If you go one way and let everything fall apart, you will not turn around that corner until you're like 30. You know, mm-hmm. it's not going to come back and you go, oh my God, what was I thinking, until you're too old. So just, you know, so my the message is, <laughs> the message is do your homework do when your you're homework. 13. And 14 and 15 and 16. Don't necessarily... Do what your parents say Mostly. sometimes, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's good advice. <laughs> yeah. I can't actually say anything because I didn't, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, Me either. And eat your greens. 
explore. Yeah, don't just eat junk food. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, you know, think about it. Yeah, think like that body. It's gonna be with you for a long time. Yeah, you might as well look after it now. He's grown, hasn't he? From like last year to now, like a foot. So yes. it's crazy. That that's enough about thirteen year old. Right. Uh, so dinner is spaghetti with corn. Uh, corn meat substitute meat, and it's really good. Got it to say is that. good. Yeah. It doesn't. It's even, like grounds. It's like a buying. And hamburger. I don't have to touch raw meat. It's like buying hamburger, but there's no hamburger. In right, and I can squeeze out of the bag. Just I mean, sprinkle out of the bag just enough as I want. I don't have to buy like three quarters of a pound of raw nasty hamburger that I don't like to touch and I never have. So and it's. It's perfect, perfect. And the week off that I've taken, yes. And I'd like to just say a little bit about that. When you have a job and you go every week, mine happens to be I work three nights and then I work four nights. I mean, three nights on, four nights off like that, 12-hour shifts, right? And it's not a, a particularly hard job. It's not particularly stressful. I could do that job. I've been there 10 years. Any aspect of it. But I've hit a wall in terms of putting up with bullshit, now, I don't know if it's my age or it's just my lifelong attitude coming now back to haunt me. But I go through these phases of, I don't want to follow any, I don't mean just a couple, any of the bullshit rules. I don't want to have to answer every email about every nitpicky thing. That, ugh, and everybody who has a job out there understands exactly what I mean. Now, some people are just totally beaten down by it and they just are like a robot. And Well, you just gotta do what you gotta do and you should be glad you got a job and blah, blah, blah. I'm very grateful that I have a job. I always have been. Pays well. But, oh, my God. I am, I am actually on that edge of that cliff where I think to myself every week, am I willing to put up with the bullshit anymore? The emails about the tiniest... Thing from people who have, I'm looking around up in the sky, like I'm looking up at upper management. They have no clue what, hmm. how what they're saying affects our job at all. And it's getting on my, maybe, I don't know, someone needs to what, break me, break my spirit. <laughs> I don't know what it is. And then, of course, in a couple of weeks, that might pass, taking a week off might help. It might pass. And then I'll go back to like, okay, I'll follow their stupid rules and do this and that. But oh my God, it gets so severe sometimes. Honestly, I'm willing to give up the house and the mortgage and get a shitty job somewhere where I don't have to. But then again, I think everywhere you go, it's going to be the same. There's always... Even in a, even working in like a convenience store. Oh you, my God, yes. The There's shit. always going to be like, why did you put the pill bottle on this side of the little barcode instead of on that? So I understand that. It's just that it wears on my nerves so incredibly bad. And I d- really enjoy the people I work with directly. There's only like four of us there at night. Uh, four or five of us there at night, and I love working with those people. The job itself, I've totally mastered most everything. I'm not going to say I'm perfect because sometimes I don't pay that. I'm not that attentive or whatever, but I can do everything. And it's just, if anyone else identifies with that, you know, more power to you. (laughs) (laughs) But taking a week off is like, I don't want to have to think about anything that schedule of any kind at all. So stop like, talking about it. Okay. I mean, because... <laughs> See, you just did it. Don't tell me what to do on my day What off. I'm saying is you're discussing a schedule there. I'm not. Well, you, you, the word schedule came in. Don't no, but I'm it. not scheduling anything. See, now you're doing it. You're telling me what to say. That's not going to work. I'll tell you. <laughs> All right, so thanks for listening to the show. Thank um, you. You can go to aschoolie.com. I'm going to abbreviate this this week because it's going to be cool. You can go to aschoolie.com for all the details on this podcast. You don't need me to tell you to click podcast. You can go to twitter.com slash aschoolie, twitter.com slash sidtalk to follow us. Socially, social networking-ish. How was this abbreviated? It's a lot abbreviated. And you can email <laughs> feedback to aschoolie.com uh, and don't email sidtalk. not abbreviated. Or you can email sidtalk at sidtalk at trickatreat.com <laughs> and she'll not email me back because that's not her email Correct. address. And uh, I want to say, uh, stay classy. Brian Singer. <laughs> no. Brian Singer has really nothing to do with this movie, is he? He pays some money. Stay classy. Um... No, he's the producer. Yeah, exactly. You'll be classy. Yeah, he's the producer. He pays money. No, that's executive producer. Producer's the guy who organizes everything. He's oh. the guy on the set, like Chris Moore, who pecks at everybody all the time about the schedule and the yeah. casting and the... <laughs> It's produced by Brian Singer. Right. All right, so stay classy. That's all I'm going to say. Bye.
Ah, and I'm going to say think for yourself, everyone, because if you don't do it, someone will do it for you. 